Welcome to RLA's Message of the Week. This is week two, Knowing What is Yours, in our new series, The Keys to Encouragement. We hope you enjoy. So I want to get into today's message. And we've been covering a series about the keys to encouragement. And last, um, the last time I shared with you, uh, last week, uh, Kaylee and I, we were at a marriage retreat, marriage conference, which was awesome, by the way. Can't wait to tell you guys about it, um, little by little. And um, um, two weeks ago, we started a series about the keys to encouragement. Last week, Robert shared a word, and I'm sure it was powerful. Um, haven't heard it yet, but I'm sure it was powerful. And today, I want to go into the second key of encouragement, The first key of encouragement, if you remember two weeks ago, it was the first key to constantly be encouraged is to come to terms with your past. That was so, so important. I feel like right now, one of the strong things God is speaking to in our city is about our past. And uh, we were talking about how you need to come to terms with your past because if you don't, then you will not find constant encouragement. And we spoke about the process of grieving a loss in your past, how you have to go through a process. You have to experience the loss. You have to feel the pain, the anger of losing something in your past. And if you haven't heard it, you could go to the podcast and and the team's doing a great job at it. Um, You could listen to it. And today, the second key to encouragement is knowing what is yours and what is not yours. And I'm going to go into it. But uh, let's pray and let's dive right in. God, we just thank you for what you're doing. We thank you because you're, you're more real than we, what we think. We thank you, God, because you're moving even when we don't think you're moving. We, we thank you because you're present even when we don't always feel you. God, we thank you because you're beyond our emotions. You're in our emotions too, but you're beyond them too, God. And we just pray for the homeless in our city, God. We pray that you may, that people may rise up, God, to be able to host them and be able to treat them with love and kindness as human beings that they are, God. We pray for our city. We pray for the leaders of our city, God. And, and we pray, God, that we may be a people that will make our city more enjoyable, more, more full of life as you've called us to do, God. So we just thank you and um, speak to us, those that couldn't make it because of work, because of school, because of whatever reason, God. Um, I just ask that you get this message to them some way, somehow. In your name we pray. Amen. If you have a Bible, can you go to Joshua chapter 1, please? Uh, uh, we've been uh, going through the series of encouragement based on the life of Joshua. Through the life of Joshua. I just saw the time. I need to hurry up. Um, how many know one of the biggest needs today is encouragement? There are so many people today that are discouraged. So many people. Do you know what's one of the best ways you can show the life of God to somebody? By encouraging them. More than a flyer, more than a pamphlet, it's encouragement. And through the life of Joshua, we're learning the keys of encouragement. Joshua chapter 1, it says, uh, I'm going to read it. It says, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. That was 
uh, two weeks ago's message, right? Moses is dead, coming to terms with your past. Now then, you and all these people, get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give them. Say with me, I'm about to give them. I will give you every place where you set your foot as I promised to Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country, the Mediterranean Sea in the, in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with your leader and mentor Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous. Can say, someone say with me, yes. yes, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to your ancestors to give them. One of the keys to constantly being encouraged is knowing what is yours and what is not yours. God told Joshua, look, I am giving you this. This will be yours. This will not be yours. This will be yours. One of the keys to knowing and to constantly finding a well of encouragement is in life is knowing what is yours and what is not yours. When you focus on what is not yours, you start getting a life of anxiety, a life of fear, a life of worry. And we have a bad habit. Say with me, bad habit. One of our bad habits is that Everything we have, we start focusing on what we don't have. That's like a bad habit we have. When you, when you have a bucket of a car, you focus on the other car. And when you have that other car, you focus on that other car. And then on the other car and so on and so on and so on. In the, the place you're living in, you focus on something nicer. And then you focus on something even better. And then something even better. And something. We have this bad habit on focusing on what we don't have, on focusing on what's ugly when everything is looking good. Can we put that the picture on the screen? In a big blank wall, the first thing we see is what? Yes, exactly. We have this bad habit on focusing on, you know, when you have this clear face, but then, bam, you know, oh, my gosh, I'm so ugly today. And it's like you just got one little, one little, you know, we focus on the bad. We have this bad habit. And when we focus on what we don't have, we start getting full of anxiety, full of fear, full of discouragement. Tell the person next to you, stop focusing on your zit. Exactly. Joshua was to focus on what God had given them, not what other nations had. God is telling you, hey, look, I'm giving you this. Focus on this. That is their issue. That is their life. I'm giving you this. Stop focusing on what Johnny or Priscilla have. I'm just making these names up, okay? I'm not thinking of somebody. Stop focusing on what the, these other people have. Focus on what is on your plate right now. Many of us, we focus on the marriage we don't have. Oh, man, that marriage looks way better than mine. Some people, they focus on the children they don't have. Oh, man. But their, their, their children are like this. Why don't you behave this way? That's like the worst thing you could do to a child. 
Can I get an amen? Some people are focusing the church that they don't have. But at this church, they do it better than us. It's like, okay, we got to work with what we have now. Some people focus on the relationship they don't have. Man, everybody is like in a relationship, man, and I'm right here like being single. Let me tell you, let, let me tell something to all the single people here. When you get married, you won't be single again. Enjoy your singleness right now. Enjoy it. Because that's, that's our bad habit. You guys, that is our bad habit. When we're single, we want to be married. When we're married, we want to be single. Can I get an amen? We have this bad habit of focusing on what we don't have. Some are focusing on the degree they don't have. Oh, man, if I only had this degree, they have, look at them, they're graduating already. I'm not, I'm not graduating, I'm not even in school yet. Some people are focusing on the job they don't have, on the team they don't have, on the friends they don't have. Some people live life always saying the grass is greener on the other side. That is our bad habit. But if you want to live a life of constant encouragement, you need to be like, you know what? The grass is not greener on the other side. The grass is greener wherever you water it. The grass is greener wherever you put work into it. The place where where you put effort, dedication, heart, uh, time in. You following me? The grass is probably greener on the other side. Maybe you don't know. Maybe it's artificial grass. You know what I mean? It was funny because while I was doing, I was finishing up these notes. I was doing it at a cafe, and um, one of our favorite cafes is Earth Cafe. Um, it's a little overpriced, but it's pretty good. Um, and uh, we were, I was eating there doing the notes by myself, and all, all the, like these, the, this, these, these friends were hanging out. And they were all laughing and cracking up, and they were watching the fight last night, and the big old knockout, and they're, you know, and... And I was looking at him like, man, that looks really fun, man. Like, I'm here by myself, and they're there at that table, you know? But then I remembered, but, but Kaylee, I'm almost home. Kaylee's waiting for me at home. I'm almost there. I have a, my wife waiting for me, and we're going to have a good time, just chill. But I just saw them all like, it was like a couple's, like, it was like a three, like a, a triple date. And I was like, that looks really fun. That, you know, you just feel left out. I don't know if it's the includer in me, but you just feel left out. You focus on what you don't have. But when you focus on what you do have, that's when you get this new sense of courage, this new sense of, of energy to keep pushing forward. You got to know what God has given you. If you want to live a life of encouragement, you got to know what has he given you. I'm not asking you what he's not giving you. What has he given you? And focus on that. I want to read you this other scripture. Can you go to Matthew chapter 25? God has given everybody something. God has given everybody something. Matthew 25. This is a, a story Jesus is giving about talents. That, that, that somebody, like, that, that God gives all people. Um, I'm going to read it real quick. Matthew 25, verse 14 says, Again, 
The kingdom is like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one he gave five bags of gold, to another he gave uh, to another two bags, to another one bag. Say with me, five, five. Two, two, and one. Each according to what? Their ability. Huh. God gives you stuff that he knows you can handle. But because we focus on other gardens, we can't handle the little God gives us. This is, this is, this is Jesus. This is not me. This is Jesus right here. <laughs> then he went on his journey. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work. Say with me, to work. Yes. Tell the person next to you, you got to work. And gained how many more bags? Five more bags. So also the one with two bags also gained two more. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. Hmm. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he told him, you entrusted me with five. See, I've gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I've got two more. His master replied the same thing. Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Here we go. Then the man who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. The master replied, you wicked and lazy servant. Dang, imagine that job review. Imagine your boss telling you that. You wicked and lazy servant. Like, whoa. You're fired. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed, huh? Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the banker so that I return, so that I, when I return, I would have interest, uh, received it back with interest. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has 10 bags. For whoever has given more and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have even what they will be uh, taken from them even what they have will be taken from them and throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth okay here we go God has given everybody something to work with whether it's five bags whether it's two bags whether it's one bag everybody here has some material to do something great in their life everybody you cannot be focusing on what you don't have. You need to be focusing on what you do have. Well, I don't have the time that they have. Well, work with what you have. What do you have in your hands and how can you multiply it? What do you have in your hands? What has God given you and how can you maximize it? But if you don't focus on what you do have, you're going to be that worthless servant that it says in the scripture. A servant, somebody based on fear. Somebody that's going to hide what they have, hide everything that God has given them. And that little that you, that you have is going to be given to somebody else. You need to focus on what you have in your hands. 
Are you following me? Because if you don't, you're going to live a life of anxiety, a life of fear, a life that is constantly just moping and groaning on, oh, man, the people that you ask how you're doing, and they tell you the same thing, well, you know, I'm hanging in there. And then you ask them a year later, how you're doing? Well, you know, I'm still hanging in there. And, well, and how's it going now, two years later? Well, you know, it's whatever's. And it's like, come on, man. Like, like, what are you doing about it? God has given you something, and that has to be your focus. Some people have been, uh, if I could use this analogy, some people, you, you're the hand you've been dealt with, maybe it was a dysfunctional family. Maybe it was a functional family. Maybe it was a rich family. Maybe it was a poor family. Maybe it was an ang- angry, bitter dad you had. Maybe it was a loving and gentle dad you had. But can I tell you something? And I say this with respect and love. You cannot be complaining and blaming your past all the time. You cannot be constantly saying, well, it's because of the upbringing I had. Well, it's because when I was a child. Like, I get it. There's a time to weep and mourn about that. There's a time for that. But you cannot be using that card for the rest of your life. Even the best songs get played out. There has to be a time where you switch and you're like, you know what? Yeah, it was bad. But you know what? I'm going to focus on what's ahead of me. I'm going to focus on what I have in my hands, the material I have, and I'm going to work with that. That is the key to encouragement. That is the key to keep pushing. That is the key of being immune to discouragement. There comes a time where you must work with what you have. If you're falling asleep, the whole message this is what I want you to focus on. Some Because pe- some people, are, they're looking at me, but they're like somewhere else. And so here we go. Let's refresh the, the, the focus. I'm almost done. I wrote it down. Do what you can with what you have wherever you are. That is all God is asking from you. That's it. Do what you can with what you have. Wherever you are, God is not expecting you to be someone else. God is expecting you to be you with the resources you have, with the influence you have. That is all he's expecting you to do. The grass is not greener on the other side. The grass is greener wherever you put work, wherever you put your attention to. And I want to close with this. Stay in your lane. When you compare yourself, you're opening the door for all of hell to come into your heart and mind. Because when you compare yourself, you'll either see somebody better than you and you'll get jealous. Or when you compare yourself, you might see somebody worse than you and you might get proud. Stay in your lane. Tell yourself that. Stay in your lane.
There's a scripture I want to show you. Can we put it on the screen? Look at this scripture. Make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. You should mind your own business and work with your hands. Just as we told you, so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders and so that you will not be dependent on anybody. Mind your own business. Focus on your lane. Now, I'm, uh, just a, a little clarification. This is not talking about rough times. This is not talking about hard times. What this is talking about is, for, is, is, is to a church that should be able to sustain themselves. Okay, that's what it's talking about. But it's talking about minding your own business, staying in your lane. Stop trying to look at other places and be like, oh, but look at them. Their, their house is better than mine. Their family, their Thanksgiving dinner is better than mine. It's bigger. Look, everyone is talking. And look at my family. You know, it's like, come on. Stay in your lane. The family that God gave you was for a reason. Work with that family you have. Renee, are you sure? Yes. <laughs> but, but if you only knew about my family, Renee. you got to work with what you have. Can, can I tell you something? you got to have the mother syndrome. Are the moms here? you got to have the mom syndrome. You know what the mom syndrome is? Making wonders with little. How many, mom, how many have moms here that they would make like wonders out of a little bit that they had? I remember my mom growing up, we had like certain times that we had like little pieces of different food and like leftovers. And some way, somehow, my mom made a banquet for like me and my sisters. And it was like, Mom, how did you do this? Well, you know, just did what I can, you know? We got to be like moms. We got to make wonders with little. There's this artist, I wasn't expecting on sharing this. There's this artist, famous, my, my, my cousins, he's like a professional artist in his country. And he said, there's this artist that literally, I'm not making this up. I'm going to try to keep it PG rated maybe. Yeah, PG rated. Um, that is making like art out of human feces and in a can. And doing expositions and going around the world causing this hype about this work of art. Can you believe it? If they could do something like that, we could, like, we could work with anything. You following me? <laughs> oh, my God. I know, right? Yeah, right? Come on. Stay in your lane. Focus on what you have. Can we put that? I want to show you this other, this. <laughs> this isn't what I was talking about. This was an ancient thing in the early 1900s that was used to force people to focus. How many of you need one of these? <laughs> this was used, I, if, Google it, Google it. It's, it's, I think it's called the focus, the, the focus helmet. <laughs> and it has a tube to help that person breathe. Please, we need people that focus on their own lane. 
<laughs> we need people that are going to be focusing on what you have. Nowadays, we get distracted by everything. What usually takes 10 minutes takes us an hour. Tell the person next to you, you need to focus. What has God given you right now, and what can you do with it? Has he given you five? Some of you, you, you guys got five bags of gold. It's like, man, you guys got inheritance. You guys got, like, a good family. You, man, like, God bless those people with five bags. Some of you got, you got two bags of gold. It's, it's not the greatest, but it's not the worst either, you know? Some of us, some of you got one bag of gold. Where do you find yourself? But Jesus says, no matter how many you got, you can work with it. No matter how many bags of gold you got, you can work with it. Because one of the keys to encouragement is focusing on what you do have. Some of you, you got gifted a brilliant mind. Some of you, you have a really rough mind, a tormented mind. What are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? Some go even, it's because their body, they, they, lose, they lose weight so easily. It takes forever for me. Well, what are you going to do about it? That's the body God gave you. That wonderful body that we all have. Focus on what you do have. All right? Let's all stand up.